So this morning, uh, I'm, I'm Pastor Paul's on vacation, so here I am. And, uh, and so uh, I'm glad to be here this morning. I'm glad to be in church this morning. I get to share with you something that has been near uh, a passion of mine, and uh, I get to speak kind of from my heart in a way this morning. And, and, uh, so, and I'm excited that you get to be here with me. And uh, so we can take this journey together. We have a kind of, we're kind of going to be a little bit different this morning, have a little bit of a conversation. And uh, this morning I'm going to be talking about Thrive. And um, in, 20, in January of 2018, Thrive became a big part of our, we did a sermon series on Thrive, and it really began to birth something inside of us as a leadership team, um, inside of me, and um, inside of Pastor Paul, and uh, really kind of rebirth the, a different vision, kind of change the vision of our church and mission of our church. Not that the mission ever changed. The mission stayed the change same. Just the way that we maybe illustrate it has changed in that, in the way we say it. And um, so we, we have a desire to, to, to not, just, not just have a mission, but to resource you guys to be part of the mission. Right, like that. It's, the mission's not just my mission. The mission's not just Pastor Paul's mission. The mission's not just our leadership team or our volunteer team's mission. The mission of the church is is our mission as believers or as people who are, who are part of who are part of the church. And the mission of the church hasn't changed since Bible times. Like in the New Testament, the mission of the church was the same as the mission of Bridge Community Church today. We just have a different way of saying it. We've create. We've every church has. The same mission, just a different creative way to say it. The mission of the church is to help people find and follow Jesus. That's how we say it here at Bridge. Help people find and follow Jesus. Helping people thrive by finding and following Jesus. And um, the disciples did that. Paul did that. It was part of the first century church, and it's a part of the church today. And so Jesus said in John 10.10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. So Jesus came that we might have a full and, and an abundant life. And, and, and everything that we do as a church has to be about this mission. Has to be about the mission of helping people find and follow Jesus. To help people thrive. To help people have an abundant life that's only found through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And nothing else. And the mission can be accomplished in a variety of different ways. Maybe it's accomplished through through Mission Lansdale. Maybe it's accomplished through, I don't know, whatever other programs or, 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 or small groups or whatever we, we have going on, different formats. But ultimately, the mission is accomplished through each and every one of us. The mission of the church is accomplished through me, and it's accomplished through you. We're commanded in, 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 in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen to go and make disciples. Jesus said, go and make disciples. Go and help people find and follow me, is what he says. That's my role as a pastor. According to Ephesians 4, my role is to equip you to do the work of the ministry, to, help, to equip you to find and, and follow Jesus, to help you thrive, and then to help resource you and teach you to help others thrive by finding and following Jesus. And so as you may have noticed, as, as you may have noticed over the past few months, we've, we, even our cafe area has kind of like, been in a uh, transformation, if you would, or re- like a, a transformation and renovation area. And um, it's only been a few months, but it feels for me like it's been decades because I feel like it's something I've really wanted to do, but I, you know, it has taken some time to put the pieces together and put the puzzle and make it how, how it would be best resourceful for, for you and for us as a church. And, um, You know, it's an area dedicated to literally helping people find and following Jesus. And how do we thrive? So we thrive by listening, learning, and live. And we're going to talk about listen, learn, and live and thriving this morning. And and so the resources that are are out there are anything from hard copy books to digital resources. Digital resources on, on Right Now Media, digital resources through music playlists on Spotify. All types of different, different resources to help you thrive, but also to help others thrive. And you may say, so why is this important? Like, why is thriving important? Because I believe that we can't experience the abundant life, the full life that that Jesus has for us, unless we have a balance of listening, learning, and living in our life. 
it matters because what about your neighbors and your friends and, and your, maybe your family members who, who have questions about how do I hear God's voice or, or how do I study the Bible or how do I, how do I, how do I obey what, what, the, what the scriptures say? Like, how do, I, how do I practically do this? And they ask those hard questions and you go, I don't really know. Like, you might sit there and go, I don't know how to, I know how to do it, but I don't know how to tell you to do it. Like, I don't know how to teach you. I don't know how to put, how to help you. Well, guess what? That's what this is all about, is to give you resources to help them know how to study the Bible. Maybe resources to help them hear God's word, hear, hear God's voice, and help them find and follow Jesus. See, we're all on a journey to becoming disciples, right? Like, we're all on that journey of discipleship. None of us have arrived yet in this room, right? Like, am I, is there anybody? No? Okay, so I'm, okay, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one that's still on a journey. I was a little bit worried there. I was like, well, maybe I'm the one that's being left out here, but... No. So what does it mean to thrive? And this morning, we're going we're gonna to break, break this down a little bit. Jesus said, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. An abundant life begins with having a real relationship with Jesus Christ, the one who made you. And when you begin to hear his voice, and when you begin, and you choose to learn from his word and discover who he is, and then you give your life for his plan and purpose that he has for you. That's when you truly thrive. And so the three, com- three foundations to that abundant life, we, as we said, is listen, learn, and live. And, and they all work together to help us grow in our relationship with him. And if you notice in the cafe area, there are three walls that are labeled listen, learn, and live. And, you know, some of you have been coming in and out, so you, you've seen this. And if you haven't seen this yet, that's okay. Um, you can see it after service or, or whenever. But there's different resources there, and the resources will rotate as we go through this from time to time. Um, the digital resources that you'll see um, out there and you can see online are, are free. They're absolutely free, no cost. We do that to you, for you guys as a gift as from the church to help you thrive. Like that's one of the ways that we can put tools in your hands to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus and to help others grow in their relationships with Jesus. I know of people who use the Right Now Media to actually disciple another coworker. Like they sit at lunchtime and they watch Bible teachings together and answer and do some discussion questions together just to help help them grow and journey together. So it, it is an awesome resource that we can give to you for free. Um, for the book resources that are out there, they are a small cost. It's whatever we pay for them. So every one of them is a little bit different. And um, so if you have questions or you want to purchase a resource, that sort of idea, um, you can see any of our cafe workers, our ushers, um, basically anybody who's outside those doors that are, have a name badge on, they're equipped. Like they know what the, they know what the process is. They've, they've went through like some Thrive training. Um, and they will be able to help you uh, maybe even discover some of the resources that, that would be best to, to help you or to help someone else. And um, so many of our resources also are available in Spanish. So you'll see some books. A lot of our books out there are in Spanish, and, and the ones online are, are also available in Spanish. And so this morning, we're going to look at each of these three foundations. Like that's what we're going to talk about is, is these three foundations of thriving, of listening, learning, and living. So on your seat, there is this handout. And you can follow along with this, and um, specifically as we get towards the end, towards uh, towards the middle of the message, you'll definitely want what's on the back there, and towards the end for our, our response time this morning. And um, so, this summer is all about voices. You heard me say that about having voices that speak into our lives, and and so this not 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 weird voices, like actual voices. <laughs> That uh, like people who get to speak into our lives. I believe that every one of us should have more than one person who is speaking into our spiritual life. And I think that that's very important. We should always have different people who are able to, to speak, that we give permission to speak into our lives. And so um, this morning we get to hear, I get to invite somebody to the stage to actually help me speak, listen, learn, and live. Someone who has a passion and, and, and desire to see people grow in, in their relationship with Jesus. So um, the voice this morning is going to be Christy, my wife, actually. She's going to join me. So would you give it up for Christy as she comes? You know, Christy has a heart to help people thrive. And, and she loves work, walking with people and journeying with them through, to, through, their, through their Christian walk. And, you know, we've been in ministry for nine years. Um, we've done discipleship uh, with students um, as youth pastors for, for five years, and we, we did a church plant, and that was all, all hands-on, helping people find Jesus and, and follow Jesus. And now here at Bridge for, for three years, and, you know, over the nine years, guys, this is the very first time that she said yes to speaking with me on a Sunday morning. 
And I didn't have to twist her arm. <laughs> so she's a little nervous. So we're all friends, right? It's okay. Like, we're, we're all friends. We're going to kind of do this more conversational style this morning. Um, just, just so the format is a little bit more relaxed and, um, and, and that sort of idea. But um, go ahead. Why don't you share with us, like, a little bit about your passion and your heart for, for people and finding and following Jesus? Sure. Hi, guys. Um, so I am excited to be here with you guys. Uh, it's, it's a comfort level knowing that we are amongst friends. It's pretty cool. But as Rob said, we have been in various roles of full-time ministry for, I can't believe it's been nine years already. That's kind of crazy. I'm just saying. Um, But through everything, we've had a lot of ups. We've had a lot of high highs, and we've had a lot of lows, some really low lows. Um, But regardless, my desire uh, to see people thrive in their relationship with Jesus has always remained the same. Uh, You know, there's nothing more exciting than walking alongside someone as they start to understand what having a thriving relationship with Jesus is all about. Yeah. And so this morning, guys, I'm going to try to sit in this seat. Like, I'm not very good at that. Like, (laughs) even at home, like, I'm not good at sitting still and, like, even watching a movie. I just like to be doing something. So walking for me when I preach is kind of like one of those things that I get to do while I'm talking with you guys. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to sit. So yeah. So, so if I stand up while I'm speaking, don't be like, Oh, he's that nervous guy. Who's like, who's like, you know, makes me nervous when somebody's standing and I'm sitting. No, I'm, it's not that it's just, I can't, I can't I'll, I'll try. I did first service. I did pretty good. So we'll see. So we're going to talk about Thrive this morning and talk about these three foundations. So the first foundation of a life that thrives is listening. And listening is all about that God is personal and desires to be actively involved in our lives. That's how he's actively involved in our life is by us listening. Listening is all about communicating with God. Not just doing all the talking all the time. Like, it's very easy for me to do all the talking. Just to be real, like, I'm an extrovert. I like to talk. Like, it's really easy if you guys can't tell. Uh, I, I like to talk. Um, but it's also listening. And this is the foundation of our relationship with him. Our absolute bottom line foundation is we have to learn to listen. Most of us understand the word prayer, right? Like, you understand the word prayer, correct? Yeah? Like, even people outside of church that don't like, maybe maybe are, are... or, or, or don't come to church or not involved in church, like they even understand the word prayer. You know, like when something bad happens, you know, they say, oh, I thought some prayers are with you. And it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? Well, it means they're like, they're communicating with God or, or a God. You know, even people who aren't Christian believe in, in some sort of prayer. And, you know, in Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, 13, uh, it says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. You know, when you seek someone with all of your heart, like, when I was seeking after Christy, and with all of my heart, like, there was, a, there was something that had to happen. Like, when I was pursuing a relationship with her, there was something that I had to do that was very, very, very difficult for me. I had to communicate with her. And let me tell you, at that point in my life, I was the shyest high school kid you would ever meet. Like, I would never be right here right now. Like, when I was in high school, I'd be like, there ain't no way you're getting me on that stage. Whenever I was in elementary school, yeah, I was the kid that whenever they said, we're going to do something for Christmas, I like sat in the corner and like was scared out of my mind. Like I, it was not me, but I had to communicate with her. Any relationship is based on communication. Like it's the foundation talking and listening, a two-way street. You know, in our culture today, most people I think they are just naturally better at the talking part uh, rather than the listening part. Now, I think maybe it's based, because, based on because we have more distractions, more now than we probably ever have before. Like, let me give you an example. Social media, cell phones, cell phones with shows from social media. I think I mean, some of them might be on them right now. There might be. Maybe. It's possible. They might not be listening. Hopefully it's the Bible app, though. Yeah, so that's probably that's what it is. Because yeah, right. we're all good Christians <laughs> yeah. in this room. <laughs> Yeah, like, like we are, we, our lives are full of distractions. And, and to be honest, like, I have friends in my life that I never talk to. Like, I never have communication with them. I never talk with them. And can I tell you that you guys can probably guess, like, our relationship is not very strong. They probably move from, like, a friend to more of, like, an acquaintance, you know, if, you, if, that, if that makes sense. Like, we don't talk. We don't listen to each other. 
And, and that's why it's not very strong. You know, in our marriage, Christy, if, if I stop talking, and, or maybe I only talk to you on occasion, what would happen to our relationship? Well, it would be quiet for a moment, but... You would probably enjoy that. <laughs> no, I, I mean, and honestly, it, it wouldn't last. It wouldn't make our relationship stronger. So, well, okay, so not with just our relationship, but what about those people that we call friends that, you know, the ones that seem to call only when they want something? Yeah, you know the ones. Um, I know I have those friends in my life that you talk to once in a while, but only when they want to talk to you, only when it's convenient for them. It's not really a two-sided relationship. What kind of relationship is that? I have friends like that in my life, and as I'm sure you can probably imagine, our relationships aren't really that strong. Yeah, so how do we do this practically? How do we, how do we listen, if you were to say about that? How do we communicate? How do we, how, do we, how do we listen to God and communicate with Him? And I think in order to truly listen, we have to develop a habit. And then that's, a, that's a habit of prayer. And a habit of prayer, a habit of communicating with God, talking with Him and listening. And, and, and this may look like a daily quiet time, or it may look like multiple times throughout a day that we're spending time with Jesus. Yeah, you know, it's, it's time out of our busy schedule every day to talk and to listen to God. I know some of you, that might sound like a, a cliche statement at this moment because we hear all the time, but it's, form, it's forming a habit. Habits aren't formed in a day. It's something that we have to do on a daily, consistent basis. Yeah, see, Paul writes in Thessalonians, and he says, he says to pray without ceasing. And do you think he means like talking with God all the time? Like even when I'm in the line, even when I'm in the drive-through line at McDonald's, like if I'm saying, the, if I'm if I'm talking to the lady over the thing, like should I be praying about whether I order the Big Mac or whether I order the double cheeseburger? Like, is that what he means? Like, I don't know. Maybe I should just order them both. But anyhow, prayer is not just us doing all the talking. But I believe that one of the biggest components of prayer is actually taking the time to listen. So I believe that Paul was on to something here. I believe that, that he was on to something that throughout our day, are we in the habit of listening? Are we in the habit of praying? Prayer is a two-way street. Are we not just talking, but also are we, also, are we in the habit of listening? Do we take time to communicate and to listen to what he's speaking to us? He wants to be involved in our lives. And do we allow him that opportunity to be involved? He's not going to force himself in. We have to give him the opportunity to do that. Yeah, you know, again, just like what I said, our culture is just simply not good at communicating. You know, to truly communicate, to actually understand what the word communicate means, you have to have times of both talking and listening. Our digital age makes this really challenging. You know, we're pretty good at the talking part, but oftentimes we're too busy or distracted to listen. Uh, David in Psalms 46.10, he writes this. He says, be still and know that I am God. So what does it mean to be still? Well, it means to quiet ourselves, to avoid distractions. And sometimes, at least for me, sometimes it means to literally just stop talking so God has an opportunity to speak. So this morning, our question is, do you take time to communicate with God? Do you... If, you, if we want to thrive, if we want to help others thrive by finding and following Jesus, do we do, have we developed a habit of listening? What is God speaking to you in your conversation with him on a daily basis? Are you listening? Are you providing him the opportunity or are you allowing him the time and space to be actively involved in your life and to speak to you? And so in the listening resources, you'll, you'll find resources about prayer and about hearing God's voice and, and hearing the Holy Spirit. You'll, you'll find resources on spiritual disciplines that'll, that'll help you, uh, help, help nurture the, the ground to help you hear God's voice and give time to letting him, letting him speak to us and, and giving us time to listen. All with the purpose of us communicating with God. So, Listening is one of the key foundations to, th- to, th- to thrive in your life. The second foundation to thrive is learn. And learn is all about knowing God. It's all about knowing God and that he changes the way that we think and equips us to follow Jesus. Romans 12.2 says, don't copy, the customs, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let it transform you into a new person 
by changing the way you think, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. You know, if we really want to take our relationships to like the next level, we'd really have to get to know the person, right? Like we, if we really want to thrive in a relationship and want a healthy, thriving relationship, we need to get to know the person on a, on a better level. Okay, so can we be honest for a second? When uh, in our relationship at the beginning, it wasn't love at first sight. Well, at least not for me anyway. Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't head over heels in love. I wasn't. Not at the beginning. You know, it wasn't until I stopped talking and I learned more about Rob. I listened to his words. I saw his actions. I began to understand and learn about his character and his qualities, his thoughts towards me, his desire to get to know me. It's the same with God. Learning is all about knowing God. So how do we get to know God? Well, first it's through listening. And second, we do this through his word. You know, when we study scripture and we read his word, we begin to see how God sees us. And we start to understand his character, who God is, and his thoughts towards us. We see who we are because of him. That we're his children. That's pretty cool. So the more we take time to learn about God, we read his word, you know, our thought process kind of begins to change a little bit. We begin to discover the purpose and plans that God has for us. And when we learn, we begin to see his word, not just as a list of rules or commands that we have to follow, uh, but more as attributes and qualities that we want to be a part of our life. Yeah, see, oftentimes people, people look to parts of God's word, and, and they look to God's word, and, and they look at it as behavior modification, like a list of rules, a list of things that we should or should not do. And, and modifying behavior will not do any good unless we begin to change the way that we think by being in God's word. You know, it's like being on a diet, right? Like a diet is behavior modification. For me, anyhow, a diet's behavior modification. Like a diet will last for a while, but because I don't change the way that I think and my thought processes about food doesn't change, guess what happens when I, when, I, when I go off my diet? I gain back all my weight that I lost while I was on the diet. And I can tell you, probably many of you identify with this, that has happened to me a hundred times in my life, Right? I'm a foodie, but I have to change the process of the way I think about food in order for me to be healthy and, and to thrive in my physical body. It's the same way in our, in our spiritual man. Our, uh, yeah, it's a transformation in my thought process. So think about your life before Christ, the way your thought process has worked. Think about that with me for a moment. See, our actions and our lifestyle... They are an overflow of the way that we think. So the way that you, the way that you maybe acted or, or before Christ was an overflow of your thoughts maybe about yourself or about others or about the situations that you were in. Before Christ, I was a two-faced lying pastor's kid, guys. Like, just to be honest, that's who I was. And after I started a true relationship with Christ, not the face that I put on for so many years, and I began to dive into his word, I would love to say that I immediately changed. I would love to say that everything was perfect and, and I became this perfect Christian. But that's not what happened. But the more I learned truly who God was, truly about his character and, and really who, how he thought about me, that God wasn't some mystical person um, in outer space that every time I did something wrong was ready to throw a lightning bolt at me and wipe me off the face of the planet, that he actually loved me, and that, that he, he loved me despite my, despite, despite my faults. My actions began to change because my thought processes about God began to change. And I began to see who God truly was and who I was because of him. This is how God transforms the way we think. Paul talks about putting on the mind of Christ. So how are we to put on the mind of Christ without actually knowing what God thinks about each and every one of us and the purpose and plan that he has for our life? So do you spend time in God's Word? That's the challenge. On a regular basis, do you know God? And if you were to put it in that manner, do you know God? Do you know Him? I find that I feel I can't get to know Him enough. You know, the more I discover what His, discover what his Word says, and I discover about what he, His thoughts towards me, and I discover who I am in Him, 
I want to know more, and I want to know more about him. And that's why I have to be in his word. That's why we have to be in his word. And so in the learn area, you're going to see resources for studying the Bible and knowing God and knowing who he is and, and, and discovering your purpose and the plan that, that God has for your life. All right, so we've introduced, just introduced, listen. We've also introduced learn. So now let's kind of get an overview of what live is. This is the last and third uh, foundation of what we, what we say is a thriving life, an abundant life. So live is all about loving God and loving others with our actions. Jesus said in Luke chapter 11, those who are blessed hear his words and put them into practice. Live is about putting actions uh, to what we've heard and we've learned through our communication with God, so our listening, and being in his word, learning. If we believe something, we should show it. So bear with me here. If I believe that the Eagles are the best football team in the NFL... <laughs> I'll show it, right? I don't think right? anybody here believes that. I don't think that. so. Well, Maybe you're the only one. Well, I don't really like the NFL, so we're just going to go with this. But. <laughs> <laughs> but my actions will show if I'm a true fan or not, right? I'll support the team by wearing the team colors, maybe the jerseys. I'll show my dedication by watching games or going to a few of them. I'm going to tailgate. I'm going to learn the rules of football. I'll even know the players by name. And she doesn't know any of the rules of football. I know, like, the goal is that way. That's about it. (laughs) But my actions are going to show that I'm a true Eagles fan. You know, in the book of James, the writer says that faith without works or actions is dead. Yeah, see, we've been created for this. We've been created to live. We have been created to represent Jesus to the world. That was the purpose from the beginning. Ephesians 3.10 says that God's purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom. We are his representatives. And I don't believe that that's an option for us as believers. We have been commanded to make disciples. Matthew 28.19. We have been commanded to love our neighbor. In Matthew 22.38. We have been commanded to live out our faith. Yeah, at the root of the live foundation is this. It's obedience. Are we being obedient to what the Holy Spirit speaks to us? Are we being obedient to what the Holy Spirit speaks through his word? And sometimes when I read God's word, I don't particularly like some, maybe some of the things that I read. Have you ever been there? Like you read something and it's like, ouch, like that kind of hurts. Or like, I'm not, I'm failing in that area, so I'm just going to, like, look over that. Like, I'm going to skip a couple of verses and read something else, right? Like, that's what happens. Or, or maybe when His Holy Spirit speaks to us and asks us to do something that's way outside our comfort zone, or, or maybe it's something that's going to stretch us. You know, sometimes it's really easy to say, I didn't really hear that. That was the pizza from last night. That wasn't the Holy Spirit. He would never ask me to do something that was uncomfortable, Right? We show our love for God and we show our love for others by being obedient, through obedience. I believe that everything that we do, all of our time, should be spent through the lens of loving God and loving others. And that's what these live resources are all about. The live resources include topics about like like serving others, practical things like financing and finances and, and parenting. And, and sharing your faith, and doing life God's way. And so I think that something we have to do, sorry, I can't sit any longer. So <laughs> I think that something that we have to do is see how all three of these three, all three of these uh, foundations play together. And, and, you know, this is how Jesus, like if we look at listening, learning, live, find, uh, helping people find and follow Jesus, this is how Jesus taught his disciples. He said you, ha- you have to spend time in prayer and communication. You have to spend time in, in learning who I am and watching how, how I do things. And then I'm going to send you out and you're going to go do it. It's exactly what this, how Jesus taught the disciples. So on the screen, you're going to see this thing that, that, we've, that I call a Thrive Matrix. We call it a Thrive Matrix. And if you've been through our Explore class, you've seen this before. And, and it's a good visual to help us see that it's necessary for us to have all three foundations 
listen, learn, and live present in our lives. Because we're, we're all on a journey. So the horizontals, the horizontal cells represent a, like a person, if you would. And then the vertical columns are listen, learn, and live. And then the result. And you have this on your little handout. And, and so the, the, the first person that we see, row number one there, is someone who has a dash and listen, a dash and learn, and a dash and live. Meaning that they don't listen. They don't communicate with God. They're not in a relationship with him. The second one, the second there is learn. And, and they, they, is someone who, they don't, they're not in communication. And they're not studying God's word. Like they don't know, they don't know about God. They haven't got to know God. And then they're not living it out. Like they're not doing good things. They're not, they're not, they're not living out like things that may be like Christ-like, if you were to put it that way. And the result is what we said was somebody who was spiritually empty or, or unsaved. Then, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right, so the next one um, is someone who maybe doesn't have a relationship with Jesus, isn't learning more about God, but you know what? They love to help others. It's someone who does good deeds. The word we might say or the result would maybe be humanitarian or a hard worker. You know, practicing acts of compassion and kindness towards others is a very practical way to demonstrate how we are made in the image of God. So whether we recognize it or not, we give others a glimpse of God's nature by the way we care for others. Now, don't misunderstand me here. Serving others is good. But unless we are in relationship with God, meaning we're hearing God's verse. Uh, voice and we're growing in relationship with him, diving into his word, we simply can't thrive. The next one that we see on the, on, on the, on the chart is someone who, who doesn't listen, doesn't communicate with God. They don't have a relationship with him. They do study God's word. Like they know God's word. They, they, they know who he is and they know, they know about him, but they don't live it out and they don't, they don't do good things. They're not, they're not living out what maybe what they've, they've learned from, from his word. And, and for this person, we put, we put religious or hard worker. And, no, we put Pharisee. Sorry, my bad. We put Pharisee. And the kind of the idea here is, is that if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, like you're not communicating with him, it doesn't matter how much you know about his word, your life is not transformed. Does that make sense? And so your life is not transformed. And it is possible to know a lot about God, but not actually know him, like, and not actually not actually be in relationship with him. And during Jesus' time, the Pharisees were the religious, religious rulers who, 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 who knew the Jewish law, like they knew the scriptures. And, and, and Jesus said that their teaching was strong, but their lives were terrible examples to follow. And it is possible to know a lot about God, but not ha- know him personally. Yeah, so the next one, um, is someone who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus, uh, but, you know, they know his word, and they do good things. This is someone we might consider as religious, or someone who's just maybe kind of going through the motions of church. Hey. <laughs> Religion wasn't always considered a negative word, uh, but today it's kind of synonymous with words like tradition or routine, Uh, This is what happens when we spend time learning about God and trying to live for him out of duty instead of desire. Hmm. You know, without knowing him first, starting relationship with God, our efforts can become kind of an obligation instead of an opportunity. Yeah, I love what you said there, duty and not desire. And I think that so oftentimes that's the way we view a relationship with Jesus. Like I have to go to church or I have to do these things out of, out of an obligation instead of, instead of out of an opportunity or desiring to do that. The, the, next, the next one is, is someone who, who communicates with God. There's a star in the first box. And then, but they don't know God's word and, and they don't live it out. There's someone who, who connects with him and, and maybe they hear God speak to them, but they haven't, they haven't gotten into his word to know who he is and they haven't really uh, they haven't lived out what maybe what he's what he's speaking to them, and it's kind of the idea of I just want to hang out with Jesus. We call this we put this experience seekers what we put up, what we put up there, 
And kind of the idea with this is mountaintops have a beautiful view, but not much grows on them. One of my favorite places to go visit, and actually we were just there, we were in that area just a couple weeks ago, is Dolly Sods. It's a place in West Virginia. It's a mountain ridge line, really high up in the Appalachian Mountains. And, and there's not a lot that, that, that grows up there because it's, it's so high. And, and if you've ever been, you know, to like Alaska or you've seen the, even the Rocky Mountains, like, you, you see that, like, there's lots of rock formations, but there's not, like, thriving plant life on, on those mountaintops. And, 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 and the same applies with our, with our faith. Experiencing God speak to, to us changes our lives. Like, it changed my life. Hearing God speak to me, I remember when I heard God speak to me the first time, changed my life. The challenge is to make sure that you learn from his word and live it out. Experiences are great, but learning to thrive means being willing to step off the mountaintop and actually take a journey with Jesus. All right, so uh, number six is someone who has a relationship with Jesus, pursuing a deeper relationship and understanding of God, but doesn't do anything with it. They're not putting into practice what they've learned. They're not being obedient to God's word. This is someone we might refer to as maybe a, a consumer Christian or, or a bench warmer. You know, another term I like to use is maybe a spiritual couch potato. I keep consuming God's word. I'm learning and I'm talking with God, but I never get off the couch and do something. I never share my faith or show God's love to those around me. So another example is a plant. Bear with me here. Did you know that? You can actually overwater and overfeed plants. Oh, yeah, I didn't know this. So me, me. Being, we don't grow very many things in our house. No, we do not. We kill a lot. Uh, yes, uh, all the time. <laughs> me being literally the least green-thumbed person probably in this entire room. I assure you, I did not know this information. Uh, did you know though? If you overdo it with what is necessary for life. And don't allow time for the plant to utilize those nutrients for the purpose and plan for which they were created. It will kill the plant instead of helping it grow. Knowing God and growing closer to him naturally results in an invitation to live for him. When we choose not to respond by living out what he calls us to do, we stunt our ability to grow. And as a result, our life becomes more about asking what God can do for me instead of what, instead of what God can do through me. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and ask the worship team to come as we nail out the last two here. Um, I think it's important for us to see this visual because I look at it and I go, we're all on a journey, right? Like, we all started as person number one in our lives. That's where we all start. And we, we might all know somebody who is in, who's on this track and who is, coming, is, growing, is, is growing in their faith. The, the next one that we see is someone who communicates with God, has a relationship with Him. They don't study God's Word, though. Like, they're not in God's Word. But, man, they do a lot of, they do a lot of good things. Like, they live out, like, what they hear God speaking to them and that, that sort of idea. And, and the word that I like to use for this is zealot or, or fanatic. And um, I like the word fanatic because, just to pick on the Eagles fans again, or NFL fans um, in the room, you know, like a football fan, for an example, might fall into the fanatic area. Like, they know who the team is. They know what, they know, they know they're the Philadelphia Eagles or whatever. They know what color the team is. They know that maybe they wear green whenever they're home and white when they're away or black. And now, who knows, the NFL has gotten so many color jerseys, we can't even do that anymore. But they know, they know what colors the team are. And you know what? They'll go to the games and they'll scream and they'll shout and they'll watch every, every football game on TV. But if you ask them four people who are on the defensive line, they couldn't name one player. They don't know who the coach is. They don't know who the kicker is. And this day and age, they might not even know who the quarterback is. But man, you know what? They're a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. Or they're a fan of whatever football team you want to put in there. And I look at this as passion without maturity is one way to describe a fanatic or or a zealot. A deep love for Jesus can motivate us to share our faith with, with others. But their lack of maturity can sometimes do more harm than good. You know, the Apostle Peter, I look at him from the Bible, like, 
He was an example of this. When the high priest servant came to arrest Jesus before he went to the cross, what did Peter do? He was so, so zealous. He was such a fanatic of Christ that he pulls out his sword and chops the soldier's ear off. And what does Jesus do? Jesus quickly, corre- Jesus quickly corrected his zeal. Though Peter's passion for loving Jesus didn't fade over the years, we can see that how becoming a student of God by, by knowing, getting to know God and hear God's word, it matured him and made him to be a more, effect, more effective as a leader of the first century church or the founder of, of, of the Christian church. All right, so the last one you see that has stars in all three categories. You know, life with Christ is an adventure. It's a journey. And this last one is someone who is pursuing balance and growth in all three foundations. When you listen for God, when you learn from him, dive into his word, and you live out what you've learned. You set yourself up to experience the, the abundant life that Jesus was talking about from the very beginning. An abundant life. It's a life that thrives. Yeah. And I believe that for those of us in this room, even in my life, like I've been on this spiritual journey. Like I started as spiritually empty. And I found myself probably in most of these categories at different points along the way. And, and I can tell you that the goal, is, the goal is to be a thriving, spiritually mature Christian. We're all on our journey there. The goal is balance through all three of these. The goal is having each one of them present in our life. And our, our response time today is going to be more, more reflective with some questions that are there on the sheet in front of you. And we're going to kind of walk that through with you. But the, the first question that you see there is a question about like, like grading yourself or scoring yourself in these three areas. How are you doing at listening? How are you doing at communicating with God and, and, and praying and, and letting, giving time for him to speak to you? How are you doing on, on the learn category? Are you in his word? Are you discovering who he is? Are you discovering the plan and the purpose for, for why you, you were created? And then are you living it out? How are you doing about being obedient then to what he's speaking to you and what his word says? How are you doing at, at maybe sharing your faith or journeying with others? So if you would school yourself in these areas, zero being this foundation's non-existent in my life right now. And five being that is a solid, I have a solid foundation there. How well are you doing? So go ahead right now on your papers. We'll give you just a couple of seconds to just kind of reflect. Look at your life. How, do I, how am I doing at listening and learning and then living it out? next question is, what foundation do you feel is out of balance? Guys, let me be clear here. None of us have arrived. We are all on a journey. You know, for me, honestly, I feel like there are times when each of these foundations are sometimes stronger in some seasons than in other seasons. Different times in life bring different challenges hear this, the goal is not perfection. It's a progression. Perfection will never happen here on earth. But balance, no balance, that's how we grow. We listen, we learn, and then we live it out in obedience. It's not saying we've mastered any of these or all of these areas. It's about actively pursuing a balance and having each one of these foundations present in our lives. So take a moment right now. Write down what foundation or maybe foundations 
you feel are kind of out of balance in your life. The next question on your sheet is, what is keeping that, those foundations or that foundation out of balance in your life? And what can you do to help bring balance to these three foundations in your life? Because I can be honest with you, I don't believe that a resource off a wall in our cafe area or a digital media resource is going to be the answer to bringing balance in one of these areas in your life. It might help bring balance, but it's not going to be the answer to bringing balance. See, our lives are busy. Our world is busy. My life is busy. And when we say yes to maybe a resource, we have to say no to something else. For me, if I say yes to something, I have to say no to something else. Our plates are too full. So maybe this morning... Saying no to something is exactly what you need to bring balance to your life, to bring balance in each one of these areas. Maybe it's saying yes to something that you've been struggling with or you haven't been obedient to. Maybe that's what you need to bring balance to these areas. But what can you do? What is it that you need to do to bring balance across these three foundations and listening and learning and living in your life. We'll give you a few seconds to answer that and here's the deal, guys. Like we talked about not just being for us, but it's also to helping others journey as well. And and can I tell you that we don't have to have our lives all together to, to, to help others thrive. If that was the case, the disciples would have never made it. They were people who Jesus would look at and say, hey, like, what do you, what do you, he like, I think sometimes you look at him and go, what were you thinking? Like, what were you seriously thinking? We're all human. And like Christy said, we're all on a journey. And I hear so often things like, I'm not there yet, or I haven't grown enough there, or, or, or I'm still on a journey and I, I can't, I can't, I struggle with certain areas. So I can't really help somebody else journey or, or towards thriving, towards discipleship. And can I tell you, yeah, you're right. We're all on a journey. You're on a journey. I'm on a journey. But we're all at a different place. And can I tell you, if you look at a ladder, right? And so picture with me in your mind's a ladder. You don't have to be at the top of the ladder to help somebody start up the ladder. You have to be one rung ahead of them. You have to have started up the ladder yourself, right? You have to be on the ladder. And so this morning, maybe you gave yourself a one in one of these categories. Maybe you scored yourself a one in one of those categories. Guess what? You can help somebody journey because there's someone out there, maybe someone in this room, there's someone in your sphere of influence who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. They're on maybe, maybe they're, they're the, the line person number one on our categories here. You can help them begin a relationship with Jesus because you're one rung ahead. So who is it in your life right now that you can help thrive? Who is it? Every one of us have somebody. For me, I'll tell you who mine is. Mine is this guy named Corey who lives next to me. He's a neighbor. He's one of those guys that 
I've been after to try to form conversations with. That I intentionally hear his door open and I'm like, outside, I'm doing yard work, right? Because I want to have a conversation. I want to continue to have conversations with him. Because I, I want to see him have a life that is full and an abundant life, a thriving life. I encourage you to write down that name. And as you write down the name, maybe it's for you, it's like chiseling it into a stone. You're like, maybe I'm signing, like as I'm putting this name down, it's kind of like signing a contract that like I'm going to do this. Like I'm actually going to be obedient to what God's been speaking to me and I'm going to take the next step. So who is that person? And maybe you're here this morning and you don't have a relationship with Jesus and, and you're hearing about these three foundations of a thriving life or an abundant life and and can I tell you this morning, if that's you this morning, can I tell you that God, God is active and he wants to be involved in your life. Like, like you were created to be in relationship with him. And this morning, if you're on that faith journey and you're not really sure and you have questions and you're not really sure what the next step is, can I encourage you that as we close and dismiss this morning, Chrissy and I are going to be up here. We would love to have a conversation with you. We would love to explore what a personal relationship with Jesus Christ would look like for you. So when we dismiss, and you can go ahead, and I would, I would invite you to just to come up. We'll be sitting in the front row up here, and we would love to have that conversation with you this morning. And th- this morning, Chrissy's going to close us in prayer. And after she prays, I want to let you know that the altars are open, and, and your seats are still open, and the band's going to play and, and maybe sing a song, and you're welcome to stay. And if you need to spend time and reflect on maybe some of these questions or maybe you need to reflect on some of these areas of your life, um, we invite you to do that. Um, if you need to leave, we ask that you would please leave quietly for those who do choose, choose to stay and, and spend some time in reflection. But church, can I ask you, can I plead with you a little bit this morning to not let a moment like this be drowned out by the busyness and distractions of our life. Do not let a moment to spend time reflecting on where our relationship is with Christ. How am I doing at thriving? Be dry, drowned out by the things that may be keeping us from going deeper in our relationship with Him. So this morning we're going to give you that opportunity. And you can sit in your seats, you can come forward, or if you need to leave, we, we understand, you can leave. But be in reflection, spend time in reflection about how am I doing at listening, learning, and living. Would you close us in prayer, Christy? Jesus, thank you. Thank you for, for desiring a relationship with us. Father, I pray as we reflect on what it means to thrive, that you would reveal to us the areas we don't have a balance, whether that's listening, whether it's learning, or living it out. God, may our actions show that we desire a deeper relationship with you. Give us a passion to daily invest in our communication with you. Invest time in your word. And God, would you challenge us to live out our faith? It's in your name we pray. Amen.